0: maturity or growing up or growing in knowledge are all considered as good things in whichever field you want to talk about, whether it is your career or path, school or, you know, raising a family, growing in knowledge and skill sets, whatever it is, growth is good. However, As with many things that happen and how many things work in the world, it can sometimes be the total opposite when it comes to the kingdom of God. You see, brothers, sisters, there is something that has been happening that really worries me, that really depresses me sometimes with regards to how people act who consider themselves believers. You see, I fear that the good news has become old news and that we are becoming too mature for our own good. And what I mean by that is (laughs) the simple good news, the gospel of how Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus Christ came to die for our sins, to set us free. And the impact of that, we kind of start brushing that aside as we grow in knowledge of him. And we start kind of seeking the next big thing and we're on this journey for this next high on knowledge. And so then we start neglecting probably the most important thing that we need to be exercising. And that is the gospel and the sharing thereof and becoming more like our Messiah in that way. You see, it's a problem when we think we have now become matured in God. When we start thinking, even if we just tell ourselves that in the back of our minds, wow, you know, we're mature now, we're we're growing up in God now, and, and wow, that's so good. But Yeshua didn't say that it is good. He said that it is good to be a child. Before God, it is good to be childlike for the children. Those who are childlike will inherit the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God cannot fit into the mind of a grown up. In fact, those who are grown up. In, in other words, with that grown up mindset comes pride and carnality and knowledge and puffed upness. All these things that are at enmity with the kingdom of God and withholds us from walking in that kingdom as Yeshua did. And therefore, we need to actually be trying to look back at the simplicity of what he did and who he is. And to not get distracted by the complexity complexities of all these other things that we want to indulge in, in this hunger for knowledge that we develop. And this hunger for knowledge then starts going into all kinds of other directions that are not even scriptural or biblical anymore. Things that are maybe truths, but they're Things I've discussed in previous videos like conspiracy theories or whatever else, things that aren't the most important thing, but starts taking up more and more and more of our time and becomes like our religion. It becomes like our thing and it takes priority over the sharing of the gospel and the simplicities that the gospel brings. For example, has it ever occurred to you how things like altar calls And the sharing of the good news has become irrelevant amongst many who have now grown up or matured in God and how these things seem unimportant. But isn't the treasure that we received supposed to be shared? Isn't that the reason we have it or has it been given to us to just keep it to ourselves? No, the treasures that the Father has deposited into your heart has been deposited there for a reason. And that reason is not for you to keep it yourself, but to share it. What has happened to things like the Lord's Prayer? One of the most basic elementary principles that Yeshua, Jesus, taught us is how to pray. Yet it seems that the Lord's Prayer has been replaced with prayers like the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, a beautiful prayer in the Torah. However, why do we need to have it at the cost of the Lord's Prayer? Why do we throw out the most important prayer probably given to us for another? Why can't we have both? Why can't we pray the Lord's Prayer and see the deliverance that comes from doing that? Because I can testify myself there is great deliverance and power in that prayer. What has happened to things like communion where we have now got these Passover meals? We have we meet on the Sabbath and we have we break bread and we drink wine. Glory to God. That is beautiful. But what happened to communion? Why has that been replaced with this simple breaking of bread and drinking of wine without the elements of the communion and the understanding of what it actually presents? What does it help that we do these things that have been restored to us by the Father without applying the renewed mindset that Yeshua has given us to look upon these things with? You see these things like the Passover meal that he was with, we need to see it in light of that. It was done as communion, what would be called as or known as communion, where the bread was eaten with the understanding that this is the Lord's body. The wine was drinking with the understanding that this is the Lord's blood and that which was spilt for us with the, with a reverence and repentance. It is done not just casually like we see today. Paul wrote and said that many of you are sick and even asleep because you approach this thing casually, this thing we call communion. People were dying because they weren't having reverence for the Lord's body and blood, but just doing this casually. They didn't have true repentance whilst partaking in this thing. What has happened to things like baptism of water and baptism of the Holy Spirit? Basic 101s of entering the faith. Yet, It is possible today to be in a Bible study, yet never be offered the opportunity to get baptized in water and spirit, either because there is a lack of knowledge of how to do it or simply because it's glossed over as something that the newbies do. But those of us who are mature and grown up, we don't do that anymore. We have passed that we are now moving on to bigger things. Brothers and sisters, these are the big things. And if you miss these things, nothing else really matters anymore because Yeshua came to give us a greater revelation. And if we toss out his revelation for the old things, we are no better off than the Pharisees themselves. Hebrews 5 verse 12 says the following. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, You need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. Unfortunately, we have come to a place where we are like these people that were addressed in the letter of Hebrews. We need milk, not solid food. We need to return to the elementary principles, learning how each of us should know each of us should learn and know how do we baptize someone in the water? How do we baptize someone in the spirit? How do we pray effectively? What does communion mean and how do we exercise it? You see, brothers, sisters, how do we walk in the spirit? How do we walk in spiritual giftings and empower for His spirit? How do we walk in these things to see people come to the truth? Because without it, it doesn't help you have the truth. But you have no way of getting people into it because the basic instruments given to God from God to us isn't in our lives because we don't know how to exercise it. we haven't been taught the milk. So we are we trying to get solid food? It's like we're trying to apply these big, solid food things, but we have no teeth to eat it with yet. It's like giving a baby a steak. It can't eat the steak. Give it milk because that's what it can do. And that's what, where we have been. We are now ba- our sisters. We are babies, but we think we're adults. We think we can handle the big stuff, but we cannot. And that is why people don't want what we have, because we can't even consume what we have ourselves. And I know why this has happened, and I know what you may think. We think about these basic elementary principles of communion, baptism, the Lord's Prayer, all these things, and we think when we are reminded of it, we think about how it used to be, maybe in your past, in a church or in somewhere like that, where that was what the church, your church did. That was how they did things. And now I have moved on and I have grown up. Brothers, sisters, there were many things. There are many things still today that many churches do that are good and well and should be exercised and focused on by us. We throw out the baby with the bathwater when we say and think that everything they have ever done that the church is doing today is wrong. Are there churches that are going off the rails? Yes, there are. And there's always been. But there are many that are walking in truth that we need to also walk in and not toss aside. Otherwise, we are no better than them or anyone else who throws out another piece of the truth. God calls us to walk in the fullness today without leaving one for the other in spirit and truth, not leaving the truth for the spirit or the spirit for the truth, but walking in everything effectively as effective ministers of the gospel. If we neglect the one side of things, doesn't it just mean we might as well neglect it all? What is it? does it help that we try and keep one p- part of father's instructions really well, but we neglect the other? Doesn't that mean we might as well not keep anything? That's what Yeshua said. He said, yeah, you guys, you try to keep this, but you fail in this other areas. Don't you understand that we who breaks the law, breaks all of the commandments? Yes, that is how it works. That is how it applies. And that is how it is today. You cannot go and say, I want to keep this and this and this and this. But this is too churchy for me. This is too elementary for me. I don't do that. I rather, I'm not going to talk about my flat earth instead of going out and baptizing people. I'm going to rather go and talk about my conspiracy theory instead of and or I'm going to rather keep the Passover at the cost of keeping communion and not doing that. I'm rather going to do the Shema at the cost of the Lord's Prayer. Why does it have to be at the cost of something else? Why can't we walk in everything that our Messiah walked in and stop making excuses and things that make us uncomfortable or stop throwing things out that we don't feel comfortable doing? Brothers sisters, your flesh doesn't like walking like your Messiah. That's how it is. But we need to swallow our pride and push our flesh out of the way. Start fasting for once to do that. Because that's also something we don't do as our Messiah instructed to us to do. And now, why are we even then um, shocked when we struggle to walk like he does, to look like he does, to love like he does? If we don't do everything he did to walk like he did. Brothers, sisters, this race is a marathon. This race is not a, a, a sprint. It's an endurance race. It's the kind of race that you run with endurance. And if you know anything about racing, you run slowly and you keep running and keep running and keep running. You don't run full speed ahead from the get go because then you'll be burnt out by the time you reach the finish line. We are in an endurance race. That means take things at a pace that you can do at a pace with the you won't outrun things and miss things along the way. Like many have missed these elementary principles I just mentioned, amongst other things. But rather take this thing at a good pace, but run, run, run and keep running until the end. Paul said this. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race indeed all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way as to obtain it and everyone who competes controls himself in every way. Now they do it to receive a corruptible crown, but we for an incorruptible crown. Therefore I run accordingly not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air. But I treat my body severely and make it my slave. Lest having proclaimed to others I myself might be rejected. Run the race with endurance, treat your body as your slave because it will try to keep take you off track. It will try to convince you to stop running if you've ever run the race. The thing that's the biggest enemy that you have, right? If you run any race is your mind. If you're an athlete, if you're, if you don't conquer your mind that's telling you how tired and weak you are and how, how you will never be able to win these guys in front of you and all these other thoughts, if you can't overcome that, you've already lost the race before you even started. And that means we need to fast. We need to start returning and learning be as children, make ourselves like babies, eat, go back to the milk before we partake in solid food. Furthermore, so we can learn the things we've missed because we've taken this thing from the wrong way. We've missed things along the way. And brothers and sisters, when we do that, then we will be able to grow teeth. And we will be able to actually consume the solid food in a way that is responsible and good and presented then in a way that is responsible and in love and patience and in the power of the Holy Spirit as it is meant to be presented as our Messiah presented it as Paul presented it not with, as he said, the wisdom of man, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power for so that people don't put their trust in a man, but rather in the power and the demonstration of the spirit, therefore in God himself. Then we will see this kingdom come and revival come the way that God has designed it to do. We think we're seeing revival now. Oh, it's not. Even, it's barely started brothers and sisters and it's waiting on us to be the revival. Don't stop all waiting for God to move. He's done it. he's had the last move. It is now our turn to move on this chessboard. It is our time to make the move. And our move has to be God, I will. I want to walk like you return to the things you did and stop picking and choosing brothers and sisters i hope that this short team teaching has blessed you and encouraged you to run like him father i pray holy spirit come lord right now lord i pray lord for your strength lord i pray lord that you would come and empower us father to walk like you did in in the power and demonstration of the spirit but also father lord teach us again the elementary principles the things we have missed teach us the basics, the 101s again, Father, the gospel, and let us not neglect the, the matters that are important to you for matters that are only important to us. But Father, let us pick all up that you have called us to and to walk out and help us, equip us, Father, to run the race in endurance as Paul your servant did. We pray this in the name of Yeshua.